Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local. Well, bud, how's your summer going? It's going real good, real good. I got the new bumpers for my Jeep yesterday, going to put them on real soon. Um, the NBA Championship Trophy was in our office today, so I got to hang out with that and get my picture taken. It's been It's been pretty good. <laughs> nice the perks oh my god yeah <laughs> that's crazy uh, yeah we don't get that happening here you don't get that <laughs> well you know first first candidate has to win the nba championship <laughs> <laughs> and even then i don't think it would be in my tiny little office but then no. you know. yeah, um, well one step at a time <laughs> yes yes <laughs> um so i just got back from a little camping and uh um, I'm going I'm to jump into a little weather stuff here because I'm not. We don't do that very often. Um, it's been unseasonably cold this August in in this part of. Uh, Dude, of you're going to get people. You're going to get hate mail. If you I know. This up. I know. I know. But <laughs> it, it was it was four days of um, camping. Beautiful. I mean, I had a blast. But torrential rain and almost sweater weather. Like what? <laughs> yeah, and, and in the states, I think most of us have been fighting with near 100 degree temperatures and and zika mosquitoes so <laughs> yeah i'll take mine I think, I think i speak for a majority of our american listeners screw you oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i feel the love thanks man yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway we we had a cougar scare though okay so get this i have to share this this is this but um we, okay so we're uh it's almost dark Almost dark. I've got, there was six kids at this thing. This couple families, six kids. And uh, a ranger, actually, no, that's, that's being too nice, an attendant of the park pulls up in his car, yells, he says, I need to talk to an adult immediately. Okay, all right. So I went up there and. Um, you went up I think there? Oh. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then he, uh, he goes, uh, he proceeds to yell. Because, you know, asking me up there, I thought, okay, he's going to be discreet. No. Practically yell that there's a, a, an alpha male cougar in the area that just been spotted. It, 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 keep your kids close. If it gets close, make sure you, you bat it on the nose. All the stuff that, you know, you're like, you're freaking out because the kids are losing their minds. I mean, one <laughs> of them was throwing up with nerves. I mean, it was just brutal. Anyway. Did you write it? Write a nasty email? Uh, not yet. I'm, I'm seriously thinking about it. I, I certainly commented to them and and everything. But wow, he was like his best day of his life. I think being able to share something like that it was bore, uh, the boring day he had. Did you I get mean, to I see know, the cougar? No, thank God, no, no. But That's the kids, fun. a whole bunch of the kids, four of them slept in a car, and the parents oh, had to sleep in there with them. Thank God that wasn't mine. Mine slept in the tent with me, but. I mean, give me a break. Cougars are there all the time. You just have to pretty, uh, but certainly adventurous. <laughs> Camping's always a blast, though. I enjoy it. Ah, oh, I love it. I'm so frankly sad to be back in the office again and sitting in a chair. But oh well. 
All right, so we got a, a lot of stuff of happened shit. while you were out in the middle of the woods uh, playing with the wildlife. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so why don't you start with the first one? You put her down there, so and it's a, a little departure so, from ACO, but so yeah, well, kind of because a few weeks ago we had a story that uh, they was the Google restricted access to keyword planner data, and a ton of SEOs use this tool to do keyword research and understand what to target and how to target, and everybody panicked, and it turned out it was kind of a glitch, and they. And Ross and, I, Ross and I said, yeah, sure it is. But, uh, <laughs> but they put it back and everybody calmed down. Well, um, that glitch turned into something completely different. And I'm not sure when. It was recently, in the past few days, maybe the last week. They, again, um, they didn't block it like they did last time. But now they're restricting access to data for non-advertisers. So what that means is um, they're only going to show you a range of data in the keyword planner tool. So you'll only get a range of this. This keyword is only is driving this range of impressions. Um, and the, the, the note says they're only showing a range unless you set up and run an AdWords campaign. So I don't even think it's, uh, you know, you, I haven't tested it myself. So I don't know you have to, if you have to have an active AdWords campaign running with money behind it, or if you just have to um, have a campaign set up or have have something going in your platform um, to be able to see the real data behind the keyword planner now. But uh, I don't think this one's going to be a fluke like the last one was. I'm pretty sure it's this is going to stay like this for at least a while until they get tons and tons of negative feedback, which I'm sure they're going to get um, and, and, and respond to it. It's, it is perfect, isn't it? It was a mistake. Yeah, no. Now this yeah. is this is a dead obvious example of the fact that it wasn't a mistake. Yeah, I did. Well, uh, they just mess did, with us. Wasn't it you that brought it up that when the mistake, quote unquote, happened last time, they had a graphic saying this is what's going on. It's like, yeah. why do you have a graphic created if it's a mistake, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and you, I mean, I don't think they can say that you have to have the campaign running. Maybe they can give you a timeout or something because obviously you need keyword research to plan a campaign. Um, yeah. So maybe just building one will give you the ability to right. run it. Um, As it I is do, now, you just have to have an account, right? Yeah. You don't have to have any kind of campaign set up or any anything set up in the AdWords platform. You might have to now. Yeah. Well, also, as uh, Jen says here in the SEM post, she says, Google also recently changed the Keyword Planner tool to no longer show detailed search volume for individual keywords. Uh, so they're instead showing search volumes for grouped search variant keywords. Um, you know, they're just squeezing. They're squeezing. Why not? Right? They don't yeah. care. We, 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 we mean nothing to them. Really? <laughs> yeah, organic search is only 75% of their click-throughs, but it's 0% of their revenue, right? Well, and, and it, it isn't it, – yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. It's, it's so obvious that organic is everything to them because if they didn't have organic working for them, then click, pay-per-click wouldn't get the business. Exactly. So, But the thing is, it still doesn't matter. They don't care about SEOs. <laughs> um, but although I did note this, so although it's, it, it, it sort of runs into the uh, Mueller file concept here, but uh, John Mueller, um, this is again from Jen. Uh, John Mueller did talk about the possibility of bringing a similar keyword tool to Google Search Console if SEOs, if SEOs have the need of this data. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if. If. And what's, <laughs> and what's this Search Console thing you speak of? Is that like one of uh, tools? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I think so. I, 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 <laughs> not quite certain. Anyway, yeah, it's um, 
That's interesting. Eh, I, I had missed that piece of news. Very interesting. Well, uh, yeah, the squeeze is on as usual. Yep. <sighs> okay, so my end of the woods here is always uh, local these days, and uh, Google My Business has updated its analytics. Now, if anyone has a Google My Business account, you have to be a local-based business. You have to have a, a physical Technically, you're supposed to have a physical location a client can show up to that allows you to have a Google My Business listing. Anyway, when you have one, uh, a certain amount of data is accrued, and they have a um, uh, – darn it. What do they call it? Insights. Insights. Google, business insights. Yeah, my business insights. Well, they've changed the data presented. So now there are certain uh, pieces of data such as search versus maps traffic. This is welcome. I love yeah, that. That's very so you'll cool. You'll see how much of the searches are from organic search and how much of them are from maps. And one that I find really interesting, because I wonder how, how well this detects it, but there's another one called direct or brand search. Uh, that brand search is the way I direct mm-hmm. traffic, people looking for your business or your address, or discovery. So if they find you um, just by chance by looking at uh, and that's interesting because it'll give you some idea of just how much of your brand is 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 driving traffic uh, I wonder, or not. I wonder, I wonder if that's tied to, um, you know, in in the Google Analytics, they've really split up brand traffic versus, um, you know, not displaying the keyword. What's what's the phrase they use in Analytics for not displaying the keyword? Um, oh, not provided. Crap. Not provided, right? So yeah. it's almost the same thing because your direct versus discovery is not provided versus brand. Yes, true. Yeah. true. So they've also removed, and yet another departure from Google+, Plus, uh, the Google Plus data that was in there. Um, I'm not sure exactly which of the data or if it's all of it. Well, but, I, can, uh, I, I can tell you kind of tied to that. They did make an announcement. You can no longer update your business description in your Google My Business account. The only place you can update your business description now is in Google+. Because they say the only place they display that description now is in Google+. So that's where you can go to update it. So you cannot update it in Google My Business anymore. Uh, yeah. Why they just shut down Google+, and just leave the communities it seems like the only thing that's working anyway. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, it's like a slow death. It's hard to watch. Anyway, um, anyway, they, 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 they summed it all up with recommendations, as always, to constantly update your business listing. Um, and, and you know, as I mentioned, I believe in the last show, uh, even Bing had mentioned that if you update your listing regularly, it has some benefit. So I would imagine that's the case too, to a degree, with Google My Business. Uh, I don't know of any tests exactly proving that, but I would just say that's a good bet. It wasn't the Bing thing. You didn't have to go in and update. You just had to log in to show them you were still active on the account, right? No, you had to go there and verify, or not verify, but go in there and, and submit again, kind of just just to prove that everything is good. Yeah, even though even if you don't change anything, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and. Uh, yeah, this is another one you put in there on AMP, so far away. So, so we also found out, and we, we would have talked about this on the last show, but somebody was fighting cougars. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, oh, by the way, so one, of the, one of the kids goes, what's a cougar? <laughs> one of the people said, an old lady. Kids <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just about died. Oh, anyway, kids, uh, comes out of their mouth. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so Google, Google made the announcement and actually put out a demo of – they're going to be including, this is a preview, that they're going to be including AMP pages in standard organic results. 
So uh, we've talked about AMP on the show quite a bit, um, accelerated mobile pages. It's really tied to publishers and news at the moment. Um, but the demo showed that any pages that were created in AMP showing and um, URL you can go to that they show you um, gives you the tool with AMP in, in their search results built in and you do a search. And basically what it does is it adds a little AMP logo if they find the page in the AMP format, excuse me. And then when you click on it, it, it performs the same way AMP does in news. It's been preloaded. It loads super fast, um, but it's mixed in with the rest of the organics results. Um, they were very, very clear that those AMP pages, because it's an AMP now at this point, is not a ranking factor. So the rankings wouldn't change. The page that you go to when you click it changes. Instead of going to the standard website page, you go to the AMP page, and it has a little AMP symbol um, next to it. Um, they say it's not a ranking factor now, but many people that I've talked to, um, many people are saying, as Mr. Trump says, um, that <laughs> it, it will be at some point. And I don't disagree with that. At some point, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that's a ranking factor, kind of like uh, HTTPS is. Right? Yeah. You know, we should get a behavioral psychologist to look at Google as a person <laughs> and just go, hmm, does its recommendations become fact? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just about certainly. It'd be it's really like, interesting. You get a psychological profile of the Google. Yep. And, and go in and check if you're using AMP. Go in and check. They've also updated some of the reporting tools and webmaster tools tied to AMP. Um, so they're they're making a big push for AMP across the board now. It's not news. I think we even heard at one point the next step was going to be large e-commerce sites. I think they're going to fly through that and make this more of a general um, general push for all sites at some point. Okay. Not a big surprise, I guess, that that'll happen. Okay, so let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we've got some info on local SEO survey findings. Yeah, we've got a bit of a local bent going here. This is good. Be right back. (laughs) SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E digital.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, 
we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session, only on Cranberry Radio, cranberry.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm. Carcut, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So, uh, the company... Before we go to the yes. next one, can we go back to the AMP thing for a second? Oh, sure. I, wanna, I, I just want to emphasize to people that if you're using AMP, it, it sounds like it's simple if you're on a site like WordPress, where you go in and get a plug-in and it builds AMP pages for you. But there's a lot of ramifications to AMP that I think a lot of webmasters are not aware of. Um, what AMP does, it strips out a lot of the what Google calls erroneous code, JavaScript and things that are used, and, and it uses a very set specific set of libraries to build these things. So if you have really custom work on your website, it's very, very hard to convert it to AMP pages. If you have really intricate dynamic ad serving systems, it's not easy to convert those to AMP versions of pages. Analytics is even getting tricky to make sure you have installed an AMP pages. So, so if you're doing this and if you say, okay, you know, John and Ross, they have to do AMP, don't go in and just do a plug-in on your WordPress site and say, good, I'm done, because it could impact a lot of things on your site. So look at it carefully when you implement it. Yeah, good point. And, and another thing to note, too, is that JavaScript isn't necessarily stripped. It, it's just that you have to be using the same library that they allow. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. So, yeah, as long as you're following their rules, and make sure you do, um, it can be quite beneficial, I would imagine. At least it will be in time. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people write custom JavaScript to do things on their site. Yeah stuff is not going to be available in the AMP pages. Exactly. Well, and, and the nice thing is, is they've done a pretty decent job of explaining that when you do your research, uh, which you must do before doing any kind of an AMP conversion, of course. Okay, so uh, local SEO survey uh, was created by, oh, where is it here? The local company RevLocal, gotcha. a digital agency called RevLocal. The, uh, and I'll quote it here. A recent survey found local search is the most popular form of online marketing for U.S. small businesses. In this context, local search includes SEO and PPC. Non-local SEO and PPC are also broken out separately. The survey was con- conducted by digital agency RevLocal in July among roughly 600 small businesses, small and medium businesses. Interestingly, most of the respondents, and I love this, expressed a belief that their digital marketing efforts were effective, about 62%, or very effective, 13%. Yet, paradoxically, a substantial minority, 44%, said they weren't doing any return on investment tracking. (laughs) (laughs) But it's effective. I know it is because I can tell. It is. And and I wanted to add something else at the end here that I thought was quite true. I'm dealing with this constantly, um, despite what we provide. It says, quote, unquote, despite the findings above, numerous surveys have shown that small small and medium businesses working with digital agencies or marketing partners – tend to churn in the absence of indications or perceptions that their marketing programs are performing. In other words, return on investment. And it's, it is true. And, and I find that, um, you know, with uh, both Stepforth and First.Dentist, the two companies I work with here, um, when we're doing a lot of local marketing, it, it's very difficult to get companies to, no matter what we do, um, keep tabs on their return on investment because we it's a partnership the the client has to 
absolutely has to. There's only so much we can do with tracking. And frustrating because we like I, just recently I lost a client and it was it pissed me off annoying because I really enjoyed working with him, but he left because he wasn't convinced he was getting business, and yet we've increased his organic search and, and traffic by twenty seven percent, and this is good stuff. Um, so, so what kind of what kind of conversion conversations do you have? Because I think that's where a lot of SEO agencies and SEOs tend to drop the ball when they're talking about you know how do we perform? You know, yes, yes, traffic is very important. Mm-hmm. Rankings are a good KPI, good performance indicator, but I would not say there's a goal by any means, right? No, no, uh, and this is just rankings, <clears throat> but yes, this is organic yeah. traffic, but also but, but traffic we talk to them about the goal either. Yeah, but you don't let me finish. Well, you can I, interrupt me. I can interrupt you. It's only fair. <laughs> yeah, you always interrupt me. <laughs> Your turn. Go ahead. Um, in this case, you know, we're talking about, yes, there's this, this boost in, in traffic, but we're also talking about from the beginning that he needed to keep a very close track of where business was coming from. And uh, in many cases, clients can track and they say, okay, well, a lot of it came from web, but we don't know how much of it came from you. <laughs> it's like, ugh. Okay, well, uh, this is the data we have. There is a certain um, disconnect between what's, uh, especially on clients, where, on what's a sale, actual uh, return on investment, and what's just traffic. And like you said, traffic alone is just not enough. And it is uh, one of the banes of my existence in this industry because it, it, it is very difficult, and especially when we don't get the data back from clients that we need to make the decisions. So please, if you're working with a, a, a search company, be very, you know, follow, follow their instructions as best you can and be very partner based, you know, work with them, consider them a partner, your marketing in-house marketing team, if anything, and be very responsive. Make sure you tell them the, we were talking today about the clients who are doing well. I was just talking to Sarah here in the house and it's, 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 it's it's dead obvious. The ones that do well are the ones that do everything. <laughs> they, they follow through. And it uh, anyway, I'm ranting, right. but it drives me can, crazy. Can I go now? Yes. <laughs> so where, where I was going was when you have that conversation about return on investment, it's not about traffic. It's not about keywords. It's about conversions. Now, now the question is, what do you consider conversion what can you consider a conversion? You have that conversation with the client because you have to say, okay, on your website, what do you expect a website visitor to do? Is it a phone call? Is it an email form? Is it an actual purchase? What is the goal for someone to do on your website? And that's the first conversation. Once you get that, um, that's your website conversion. Okay. If you have a client that's savvy enough, and these are rare, that they have, have a back-end system that can can track what happens on their website to their um, to their actual revenue that they're generating offline. So they can say, for every person that fills out this form, I get X number of dollars. Or every 10 people that fill out of this form, one person converts into a sale that averages lifetime value of X number of dollars. Those clients are rare, but they, they're there. They're and wonderful. They're wonderful. So, but if you understand what the conversion point on the website is, it's very simple in most cases to track that. And if that is the if that's if, if you're talking to a client and they're saying, "I need proof that you're making a difference," you find out what that conversion is and you set up to track it. If it's a form fill, 
if it's an actual purchase, those things you can track via um, analytics very easy. You can set up tracking and analytics to get that information from organic search, right? There's no ambiguity there whatsoever. If it's something like a phone call that's a little more difficult, you have to you have to set up call tracking. You can set up call tracking that's specific to organic search, but it's very difficult. There's not many companies that can do it and do it right. Especially for local. Especially for local. You're right. Because of because yeah, but from the website. If you're talking about from the website itself, you know, if you're talking about looking at their phone number from a local search listing on Google, that's different. I'm talking about from the website itself, right? Mm-hmm. Well, know, that's just it. There are so many avenues to get to a client now, and I love that. That's great, um, but it makes it more difficult to track. Uh, for our, in our examples, many of the clients that we we do lose, if we do lose them, it's because they are phone based. They get a lot of phone calls. And uh, they just, they're, they're busy. They don't think about keeping track of that. And if they do keep track of it, they just don't get enough detail. And it seems underwhelming to them. And, um, you know, you know we, yeah, are they you, say are, they're coming from the internet. Are, well, you doing okay. any phone, are you doing any call tracking at all for any, any of your products? Uh, not for local. It's, it's just, it's so frustrating because there's, uh, there's not a lot of options out there. Um, I think I did look into one recently, but got absorbed into some other stuff. And, and and just to be clear, you can't use a call tracking number in your local in your That's nap in your local listings. I'm just talking about right. from the website. So yeah. if someone goes to the website and sees the phone number and calls it, you can track that with call tracking. Yeah. A nice thing about organic you know, sorry, I should say map listings is yes, they they can't we can't track the calls, but Google does to a degree. Click to calls. So there's a certain amount of data that is trackable. And we we milk that for what it's worth. Right? You know, we we show them that this is an uptick and this and this and this. And you know, we don't do a bad job of keeping them on. But I have found the churn to be higher for local clients than it is for organic. After doing this twenty years, it's uh, and, and and it's a it's a puzzle I'm constantly working on. Um, we've got a few other things up our sleeves right now to try and fix that. But yeah, I I think it's interesting once in a while to share the growing pains of a business, no matter how old they are. And it, but it also it also goes back to expectation setting in the sales process, especially oh. for local clients. Yeah, right? and and, rem- and hoping that they're going to remember all those expectations you set. <laughs> Maybe they should be forced to read it before they read the reports every time. <laughs> Could be, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> then you get a whole uh, different reason for churn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, there's my little but, rant. Well, the, it kind of segues into our next topic because this whole mm-hmm. thing about local search is getting even harder now because pretty much Google is adding we've, – we've seen this coming for a while now, but they've actually started doing it where there's going to be ads in the local three-pack listings. So while this doesn't impact your local search as much, because basically what it's doing is instead of a three-pack listing, you're going to have a four-pack listing with an ad sitting on the top. So you, you've got four four listings in your three-pack instead of three. One of them is an ad, three of them are organic, right? But what that does is it pushes, once again, pushes down the organic search results a little bit further on the page, especially in mobile. Mobile is going to be interesting because that was pretty much built those most screens, when I look at it anyway, it shows those three listings pretty perfectly in one screen. Now that there's four, it's going to be you have to scroll down to see that third listing. So it used to be you had to be the top three in local search results. It's a good chance now you're going to shoot for the top two. Hmm. 
Competitive, competitive. They want you to pay. They want you to pay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes, they the, do. A few hints, you know. We got the uh, uh, Google Keyword Tool, all these things. Hint, hint, hint. Pay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Trends Facelift. I haven't seen this yet. Fill me in. Yeah, it's just it's very simple. They basically gave it a facelift. They've they've oh. it's it's a little more user friendly. There's a little bit of functionality change. They've dropped a couple things and added a couple things that are very minor. But if you go into Google Trends and you're used to using it on a regular basis, you've probably already seen this. But if you haven't used it in a while, you go in, it's gonna look completely different. The functionality's still there, the things that you normally use are still there. Um, some of the minor things, if you had been using those, may not be there, and you might discover a couple new things. I could I don't have the off the top of my head and I didn't put it in the notes what what's gone and what's there but they're so minor it really didn't matter that much yeah so just things that won't or that are missed or that have been removed are news and forecast buttons users I'm quoting here from uh, search engine watch users can no longer view notable news stories on your trend line nor can they uh, view forecasted uh, forecast future search interest that's too bad we found that this feature yeah, has typically been unavailable yeah, the, but the forecast was never very accurate anyway, so you really couldn't use it for anything important. No. I just, more data, the better, right? Uh, yeah. Trending over time map. Um, this feature would allow you to view the geographic search interest changes over time, but that's also been removed. This feature was interesting for some very high-volume searches, but also seemed to be pretty inconsistent. There we go. Okay. Um, let's uh, take a quick break and we come back uh, we got a, a fantastic no duh story for you i love this one anyway <laughs> we'll be right back seo 101 will be back right after recess do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of mount everest it doesn't have to be TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Money doesn't grow on trees. 
So you'll probably have a better chance of growing your business with cranberries. What? Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. <laughs> you found this is a beauty. I'll let you share it. I know it's a fun one. Uh, well, every once in a while we get these stories where, where, where I personally am confused on why it's a question and why it's a story. But I guess there's people out there that, that need to understand this, and that's why we, we bring it up as well. So there's, there's a story on the SEM Post that HTML5 is not a Google ranking factor. And I, can, I guess I can see some people thinking that you know if you create your site in the, most, the newest technology, it's going to help you from your ranking standpoint. But that's not true at all. None of the languages you create a website in have ever been a ranking factor, PHP, .NET, or HTML itself, because you can create the same page using all those different languages. It's just different code. So the, the, you know, to, to, to have to tell people that HTML5 is not a ranking factor kind of blows my mind, because it's like saying, well, neither is PHP, neither is .NET, neither is HTML. They're not ranking factors. That's how you build a website. The things you build are what get ranked and factored. <laughs> so I just, just wanted to throw that out there in case someone was um, wondering or confused. The language a site is created in has never been a ranking factor, and I doubt it ever will be. One question uh, you're more familiar with it than I. Um, is AMP a, it, technically its own language? I don't believe so. You, you, it's it's like um, – It's got its intricacies, but I think it's based on one of these, like HTML. Yeah, think, I'm trying to remember which one is it, it creates HTML. So yeah. when you look at the page and you use source, the AMP page, like JavaScript can create an HTML page. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Java can create an HTML page. So it, the language creates the, the, end, the, the end user document, which is usually some form of HTML or PHP or one of those standard languages. So even if it does become a ranking factor, it still wouldn't apply as a language becoming it, a ranking factor. It w- yeah, it wouldn't be the fact that it's it's a AMP as a language is ranked. It's yeah. the, the ranking factor for AMP would be because it's an AMP exactly an AMP page, which Google's going to preload, and the way they handle it is different. Not the fact that it was created using some kind of strange language. Right. Okay. So we have the Mueller files. <laughs> Just in case you're listening, John. Uh, <laughs> so I love this. Uh, someone mentioned uh, that BlogDash had been contacting them to, to sell links and such. And uh, this is a post from the Search Engine Roundtable. And they they asked John Mueller uh, and the web spam team whether or not they were doing anything about it. And I see that the question here is, do you know these fools? <laughs> BlogDash keep trying to sell me high-end Follow, followed link guaranteed link service. Well, John Mueller said, the web spam team, I love that he, he CC'd Matt Cutts, uh, the, the guy who wrote it, and BlogDash. The web spam team knows and is good at taking the right actions there. Send us examples if you have them. Um, <laughs> so you think BlogDash, since they were, they were uh, tagged in that post, is going to send them examples? <laughs> yeah, I think BlogDash is 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 silently. Well, it's probably been, the, the owners have probably been sitting on the toilet all day after this one. That's a bit nerve wracking. 
changing their pants is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and, and one of the, when Matt cuts first heard about it, his only response was, uh, and Twitter, um, which, uh, I thought was kind of funny. Um, Barry Schwartz, um, I think kind of blew out of proportion, but whatever it said, uh, Oh, the last time he said that things went wrong and it was about Rand Fishkin having said that, uh, um, the Google brain or the machine learning didn't require, uh, anyway, I can't remember. It was just something silly that Barry took as, uh, Matt being upset. But anyways, the fact of the matter is, uh, it does, doesn't look good for blog dash. So if you get those calls, so, don't bother. So is, do you, I, I don't know anything about blog dash. I don't want to know anything about them, but it sounds, and if you know, are they like a, a, a link network, a blog link network or a, a blog network? What are they? I haven't done research on them, but I have received their emails. Let me just check here. Blog Dash. Uh, if they're still up. Blogger Outreach Program. Yeah, so it's content creation by bloggers. Uh, it says here, reach your dream customers through our opt-in blogger community. Yeah, it's a network of bloggers. Yeah, it's a blog network. Yep. That'll get, that'll get hit hard. Yippers. Um, oh, my God. And they've even got, they've even got brands that have given testimonials. Ooh. <laughs> oh, ouch. Oops. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Okay, well, good luck, you guys. Uh, not looking <laughs> forward to, I'm looking forward to seeing how things are going, but I feel for you. Um, okay, another thing is uh, tomorrow, or actually, I should say today, when you today, listen yeah. to this. Yeah, today. Uh, the Google Brain team, uh, they are the ones that create the machine learning language that what, what runs t- the Google t- Brain. What time do we put our episodes on the air? Oh yeah, so this will be. This will have already happened, won't it? This will have already happened. Yep. Dang it! But well, you, I'm sure there'll be replays. What's well, Reddit? Well, yeah, it's Reddit, so you can go read it. Yeah. Uh, so tomorrow at what time does it say here? I think it's like two o'clock, isn't it? Uh. Oh, for Pete's sake! It's not there. It's you in the episode. Yeah, tomorrow, August 11th, Google's brain team will be answering questions submitted in this Reddit thread. You can find this on Search Roundtable, by the way. On the topic of machine learning, it's an uh, MA, Ask Me Anything session, and it was introduced as, we are the Google brain team. We'd love to answer your questions about machine learning. That's simple. And, um, and they've, been, any- they've been taking submissions for these questions for about a week now. So they've been taking submissions for the questions and vetting the questions ahead of time. Which, in this particular instance, might be smart because there's a lot of people without brains that will be asking questions <laughs> <laughs> to the brain team. <laughs> true enough. True enough. Uh, yeah, wow. Quite the list of people that might be responding. Jeez, uh, must be 20 there at least. Anyways, so lots of uh, Googlers that are going to be involved in this. So it must not be a small undertaking to answer these questions. And I can imagine they have to go through legal, too. Oh, yeah, so, I'm sure. Ugh. Anyway. Another bit here, and this is from our awesome one of our awesome moderators on the Google Plus community. That's Mark Taylor. He says Facebook is going to suppress clickbait stories. Uh, this is a BBC.com uh, news story, and the quote I have here it's, is here. It says, "It says it has built a technology that scans this it being Facebook that scans for telltale signs of clickbait headlines on its newsfeed section. Phrases such as you'll never guess why and." His response was priceless. <laughs> this, this scanning technology was created by a team at Facebook who manually reviewed thousands of headlines to put together a list of commonly identifiable clickbait traits. 
Interesting. Try and say that yeah. fast. Anyway. Well, they, they've also I didn't, we didn't put it in there, but they also just came out yesterday or the day before that Facebook is going to war against ad blockers. So they're basically, yeah, they're going to basically. I don't know what the technology is, but they've said basically they're going to be able to show ads to people with ad blockers, specific ads to people using ad blockers, which will be interesting to see what happens there. I didn't read that part. When I read it, I mind, mind you, I didn't. I, it's possible I didn't read the whole article, but I do remember them saying that they had changed their technology to usurp blockers. I guess in most cases, the companies don't do that just because they're trying to play nice. But now they're like, nope, we are going to <laughs> circumvent them. And uh, the one area that ad blockers don't work anyways are mobile. Um, and that's where most of Google, uh, Facebook's money is coming from. I think it was, it was a crazy amount, like yeah. 80% of their money is coming from there. Um, it, it is nuts. Yeah. So, but now they're, they want to take uh, desktop on. And, uh, well, you know what? I, I get it. <laughs> you got to have some money to run these things. And, and, you know, you need at least 300, 400% profits. <laughs> yeah. And you can guarantee somebody's working on ad blocker technology for mobile, too. So they're going to try to get ahead of that as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Facebook will buy them. So it's, it's yeah. a brilliant idea. Really. Uh, we should do that. Yeah. Hell, what are we doing? <laughs> Jesus. See, we saw it. Damn it. Now someone's listened to us. Oh, no. We gave it away. <laughs> uh well i guess that's it on behalf that's of myself lot. yeah it is a lot we did well uh, on behalf of myself ross dunn ceo or pat in our back pat in our back pat 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 pat, <laughs> pat? pat yeah pat <laughs> well on behalf of myself ross dunn ceo of step forth web marketing and john carcutt the director of seo and social media for advanced local thank you for joining us today if you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday on cranberry.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 